The Yidin are told they're going to be shechting the carbon Pesach on the 14th day of Nisan, but that they should take the sheep, they should prepare already four days in advance. On Yud Nisan is when they have to take the sheep. Now the question is why? This is not going to happen in future carbon Pesachs. Rashi brings, Hoyer Abmasi ben Chorosh, Oymer Abmasi ben Chorosh would say, that when Hashem came to redeem the Jewish people and He sees they're naked of mitzvahs, they don't have any mitzvahs with which to be redeemed, He gives them two mitzvahs to be involved with. Dam Pesach v'dam Milo, the blood of the carbon Pesach and the blood of the, of the Milo, which they are going to have that night. Now this is all very nice, but seemingly the question was not answered. So why do they have to do it four days in advance? Also, Reb Masi ben Chorosh was asking about why it's taking four days in advance. Why is he suddenly introducing the blood of the Mila, which seemingly was only going to happen on the, on the night of the 15th? And how does that relate to his original question? And some other questions that the Rebbe addresses. And the Rebbe brings that some of Farshim want to say that there's a connection over here between the blood of the Mila and why they're take, doing the, taking the sheep four days in advance. Because we know that after a child or after someone has a bris, for three days he's still considered not well enough and not be able to travel. So before the Yidden take their journey, their trip out of Mitzrayim, they would have been having the bris a number of days in advance so they could heal for three days. And this is why they're also taking the carbon Pesach in advance. So they're taking the carbon Pesach on the 10th day of the month. And that night they're also going to have the bris, so these two mitzvahs can be done together. And then they're going to be able to wait the three days and finally be able to leave Mitzrayim after that. But the Rebbe says this is very difficult to say this in Rashi, because from Rashi it sounds like the bris milah was going to be on the night of the 15th day of Nisan, not on Yud Nisan, or the night after Yud Nisan. Rashi then goes on and says, the Yidden at that time were completely immersed in Avodah Zarah. So Hashem says to them, which implies that they should remove themselves from Avodah Zarah and instead to take a sheep, a lamb of mitzvah. Now these words are not part of the words of Rab Masi ben Chorosh. Rab Masi ben Chorosh says what he told us before in the Mechilta. Then comes Rabbi Eliezer Akapar, who's arguing with Rabbi Masih ben Chorosh, and says this part about Yidin. He says the Yidin, of course they had mitzvahs. The problem was they were also seeped in Avodah Zarah, and therefore they're being told to remove themselves from Avodah Zarah and take the sheep of mitzvah. The question is, why is Rashi bringing it as one long continuation, and not as if it's two opinions in two different pirushim as they appear in their original? And here we also see something amazing that Rebbe says that we spoke about many times. Rashi only brings the name of who said something when it's relevant for understanding the Pirush. Now here, for the first part of the Pirush, Rashi brought Rab Masi ben Chorosh, but later in the second part, he just continues it in one flow and doesn't even mention that this is being said by someone else, by Rabbi Yezer HaKapur. So we need to understand what's being added over here by saying Rab Masi ben Chorosh said it. And also, what's this expression, Hoyer Rab Masi ben Chorosh? I mean, it sounds like he was always saying this. What's that all about? So the explanation, says the Rebbe, is as we said before, in the words of Rab Masi ben Chorosh, the fact that the Yidin are naked of mitzvahs, and Hashem is giving them these two mitzvahs, as we said before, if we look at it simply, there is no answer for the fact of why they're taking it four days in advance. The answer to that is actually in the end words of Rashi. This last point that we mentioned, that the Yidin were seeped in Avodah Zorah, and they're being told to remove themselves from the Avodah Zorah and to take a, a, a sheep of mitzvah. 
In other words, it's specifically by taking this sheep, and specifically four days in advance, that's what's going to really remove them and from being completely involved in Avodah But in order to understand this and to understand the connection, this is where Rashi first starts off with the words of Rabmasi ben Chorosh, that the Yidin were naked of mitzvahs at the time, and they're being given these two mitzvahs. And why two mitzvahs? Why not less? Why not more? And this is really what's going on over here. And this is what Rashi is trying to explain in the name of Rabmasi ben Chorosh. Yidin were at that point, they were, they were lacking in a double way. Number one, they're lacking in Aseito, even the positive, in doing mitzvahs. And if that's the case, they can't approach receiving the Torah in that way. Missing schusim, missing merits. But they also have an issue in an area, a problem with surmeirav, staying away of bad, staying away of evil and klipa. In other words, the bad of Mitzrayim, the klipa of Mitzrayim was stuck to them in a sense that even if they go out of Mitzrayim, how is that going to help? Even if they have some mitzvahs, if they still have evil connected to them, absorbed inside of them. Because they were so seeped in Avodah And this is why they're being given these two mitzvahs. The mitzvah of Milah, which is going to achieve the Asei Tov, the positive, because they're making a bris, a covenant with Hashem, an everlasting covenant. But Pesach is going to be to affect the Sur Meirah, to remove them completely from their involvement with Avodah in other words, just to clarify, not the way we thought originally, or the way we think originally, that Pesach is more about the positive mitzvah, eating the carbon Pesach and so on, but rather it's more about going to be removing them from Avoidah Zorah, as we'll soon see. And this is what Rashi is connecting, the words of Rabmasib and Chorosh about these two mitzvahs, with the end bit about being seeped in Avoidah Zorah, as we'll explain now. So how does carbon Pesach actually achieve this? Now remember, Avoidah Zorah is the, the sheep, the lamb was the Avoidah Zorah of Mitzrayim. So by Yidin going in and slaughtering the sheep, this is really, in a certain sense, killing off or removing themselves from the Avoidah Zorah. But that's not enough. It needs to take four days. They need to be preparing for this for four days, taking the sheep in advance four days. Because if we just go ahead and slaughter the Avoidah Zorah, so that's all very nice. So we, in a certain sense, we nullified it, but that's only... In a, to a certain degree. They didn't really remove themselves and uproot their connection to the Avodah Zorah absolutely and completely. This takes preparation, this takes time. And the Rebbe explains it takes four days for them, as they're preparing four days for slaughtering the sheep of Avodah Zorah, now you could say, ah, they really got the message, they really removed themselves from the Avodah Zorah, not just a one-off slaughtering of the Avodah Zorah. And the Rebbe compares this to something we would have learned already by Avram Avinu and the Akeda. Hashem tells Avram Avinu to bring his son for a carbon. The next day, Avram Avinu journeys out. He's journeying for three days. And on the third day, which means four days from when he's told by Hashem to take his son to the Akeda, that's when Hashem finally shows him the place. And as Rashi explains, so that it shouldn't be as if he acted impulsively and people should say, oh, Avram Avinu was taken by surprise and that's why he shechted. No, Avram Avinu had enough time to think about it and yet he made that decision. In a similar way over here, it's four days of preparation, just like by Avram Avinu, for the Yidin to really be preparing themselves, removing themselves from the Avodah Zorah. Yes, we're going to slaughter that Avodah Zorah. Says the Rebbe, in order for the Ben Chamesh Lemikra, to appreciate even more this idea that he didn't need an avoid in order to be able to go out of Mitzrayim, even though they had the promise of Hashem ready to leave Mitzrayim, Rashi brings who is the one that said this, Rabbi Masya ben Chorosh. And he would say it in a regular way. 
Meaning to say, this is something that he constantly told his Talmidim. How does this all connect? The Gemara tells us that Masih ben Kharish's yeshiva was in Rome. There were plenty of other yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael, but the biggest yeshiva of the time was in Rome, led by Rab Masih ben Kharish. Why do we need a yeshiva in Rome? Why, can, why not just be in Eretz Yisrael? So Rab Masih ben Kharish would constantly give this message to his Talmidim. That the Geula is dependent on taking a place like Rome and a situation like Rome and people that are in a Rome sort of atmosphere. People that are not so connected to Torah and mitzvahs. And yet bring them to be part of the yeshiva. For them to be also ready for the Geula. In other words, this is why his yeshiva is in Rome to help these kind of Yidin. That they too should be able to be Zoycha to the Geula like the Yidin of Mitzrayim. Says the Rebbe, this is what it means that the whole point that Rabbi Masih ben Kharosh is saying this constantly, this is his involvement with these kind of Yidin, like the time of Mitzrayim, that they too should have mitzvahs to be able to merit the Gula. And the Rebbe says, the Hira to our time is that, you know, Yidin are also arguing we're in Gula so long, what's going on? Hashem promised the Gula, but Hashem wants that we shouldn't be naked of mitzvahs, we should have those chusim with which to go to the Gula. And the Rebbe makes the connection to Yud Shvat. The Istalkos of the Free Rebbe was on Shabbos, Yud Shvat. So the Free Rebbe is also similar to Rab Masim and Kharish, like in a place of Rome, coming to America, coming to New York, coming to a place where there's lots of negativity going on in a certain sense. But it's all in order to be involved with these type of Yidin, that Yidin shouldn't remain naked, like Rab Masim and Kharish says. The Yidin should be able to, shouldn't be naked without tzitzis, without filling, as the Free Rebbe points out in a Sikha. Because this Geula is going to be in a way that no Yid will remain in Golos. And therefore we need to find every single Yid that he should at least have one mitzvah. Because that's what the Geula is dependent on. And by us following in his paths, forever and ever we will be Poyal Akitsu Vedan Rushaykh Nayafar Vubisaykh and bringing about Triyasa Mesim and the Geula Bameher of Yameinu Mamish.